Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. It's always a thrill for me to be back with you. And we're going to have a wonderful program today. One that I think you're going to really find beneficial in your financial future. So ladies out there, if you're like financial, no, I don't want to talk about that. Come on, let's let's spend time doing that today for yourself because finances are so important. And yes, you can become very knowledgeable about them. Our guest today is Leisha West. Lisa is known Leisha is known as an American retirement authority and is highly de- and is a highly decorated Marine Corps veteran and respected community leader. With the explosive success of her firm, West Financial Group Incorporated, she is now recognized as one of the nation's leading experts in retirement planning. As an award-winning and multiple best-selling author, Leisha was selected as one of America's premier experts and is frequently quoted in the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, New York Times, and Inc. Magazine. Leisha, that's awesome. <laughs> I cannot stop. With I have to stop and say that. It's just awesome. Now, she's also known as the guru for retirement planning in the financial community. Now, Leisha's com- leadership skills have made her a powerful force in her community, of course. She serves as on s- several boards of directors for numerous nonprofits and for-profit organizations. As a result of Leisha's outstanding volunteerism, she was awarded the Presidential's Volunteer Service Award by President Barack Obama. Awesome, awesome. In addition to her community involvement, she is a multi-year member of the Million Dollar Roundtable, was named to the Circle of Excellence by the Women in Insurance and Finance Services. I am so excited about having you on my show, Leisha. Well, well, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for such a warm welcome. Listen, I, how do you have time to do all this? This woman is gorgeous. And so anyway, we met uh, three or four years ago while doing a, a speaking uh, opportunity at Harvard. And Alicia was just dynamic, um, strong on stage, very outgoing, friendly. Oh, you all would love her immediately. And here she has all this power with the numbers. I just, how did you fall in love with numbers? Always with numbers? <laughs> Everybody should fall in love with numbers. 
Math is in everything you do. Everybody should love numbers. That's so <laughs> true. But, Leisha, you have to admit, some people are a little stronger with numbers than others. Well, I just think it takes some work. It, it, it takes some dedication. It takes some work. But once you catch on to things, math is in everything. So it is. Got to learn is. it. I love this. I love this memory. I um, once was thinking about a, there was a guy working in my house and he was doing carpentry work. And, you know, even a carpenter with his skills, you'd think it's all about creating and nailing the, the nails right into the board. No, everything was based on math. Measure, 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 measure. It was, it was an eye-opening experience. And I love to share that when I was uh, teaching the young kiddos about the importance of math. Now, you have completed a major confident, uh, accomplishment and also a, a wonderful tool for so many people out there. It's your new book, and it's called Retirement Safe House. So tell me about that. Well, I wrote Retirement Safe House so that I could try to communicate to others and, quite frankly, the American public as to what is really going on with the American retirement system and how things are set up. And so uh, I'm not a fan of 401Ks, and I'm not a fan of the Wall Street Casino, which everybody knows is the stock market. So I've synthesized everything and put it together in retirement safe house, keyword safe house, because you want your retirement to be safe. When you get into the retirement years, that is the, the preservation and protection years. You're no longer in the accumulation phase. At that point, a lot of times people aren't working anymore, so they mm-hmm. don't have earned income coming in. So your retirement has to be safe. That is not casino money. That is not uh, play money, or it, yeah. it shouldn't be. And the way that American ha- Americans have been educated as far as how to save for retirement right now is very, very flawed, and it's not safe. There's no guarantees. There's none of that. There's no absolutes. There's nothing, which makes it very difficult when you have have unpredictable amounts of money to plan for something that you don't even know if the money's going to be there to plan for. So Retirement Safe House goes into all of that, and I give several strategies of what you can do, which makes more sense, that will truly build you a retirement safe house. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm reading this um, insurance strategies to extend your crypto millions. Now, is that referring to the crypto that we've heard so much about? That- yes, it is. And a lot of people are making a lot, a lot of money with cryptocurrency. And now that you've made that money, now put that in a smarter strategy that means walk away from the casino, take your gains, and now, now put yeah. those in, in smart strategies and smart investments that can carry you into retirement and beyond. You know, people are making a lot, a lot of money on, crypto, on cryptocurrency, and that is a good thing, but that is not a long-term strategy. Yeah. I'm thinking of the person out there that has been living check to check, um, and right. really hasn't been able to put money back. Is there a plan in here for them, or can you share a little about that? Yes, there 
Yes, there is. And the only reason they haven't put any money back is because they haven't been taught. They don't know how to invest. They may not be real sure how to budget. They probably have not been taught how to budget a checkbook. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about you, but I think I'm one of the last people that I know that still budget a checkbook. But all of these (laughs) fundamentals have to be taught, or they should be taught, so that, like you said, the people who are living paycheck to paycheck, they don't. They can get out of that situation, or they they also have an opportunity to build wealth, so that they can retire comfortably or have more options as they they go throughout life. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like it's a pretty invaluable tool to have. So, where can they go to get this tool? If you'll contact me or send me an email to my website, uh huh, you can contact me at Leisha at westfinancialgroup.com. And I'll mail, mail out an autograph copy. Oh, is this, do you have a, a charge for this? No. No, I'm not. Hey. Oh, my gosh. Lisa, you're No, wonderful. I give the book, I give it, give the, give the books out for free everywhere I go. Oh, that is such a nice thing you're doing. Yeah, very good. Now, did you feel like this book needed to be written that, People are really yes. living in such a fantasy world about what's. We all know that we keep hearing that um, Social Security is going away. But every month we get a Social Security check if you're over 65. Um, and so it's kind of like, you know, do we, we don't know who to trust anymore. You know, we hear well, one that's thing true. and another thing happens. So it's kind of uh, scary, but your main thing in writing this book is that we need a plan. No matter what, if Social Security continues until we pass, we still need to have that plan. That's true. And Social Security is one of the cornerstones of retirement planning, but it should not be. That's just how Americans have been educated, and so... This completely breaks all that up. And I like how you use the word fantasy world because that's really, that's really what that is. That, that's really what's going on right now. It's nothing but a fantasy world and it does not, we can't plan in fantasy land. Right. Yeah. But it's so much easier to stay there <laughs> instead of open our eyes, move forward, take responsibility for ourselves, not relying on the government to help us out and move us forward. That's true. But I just think, Folks just don't know where to start. That's true. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. So this is a good thing. So tell them again where to get this book with your... Then, um, drop me an email at Leisha, L-E-A-S-H-A, at westfinancialgroup.com. Very good. Very good. So... um Let's see, I'm wondering about those people that are walking down the road and don't have a pencil. But anyway, if you have any problems with this, you can also look at Leisha West um, and you uh, Google her and you'll get to her as well, right? That way. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, oh yes. yes. Oh, yes. You're also welcome okay. to send me a, a message on my, on my public page on Facebook. It's under Leisha S. West. So oh. I'm pretty easy to find. I know, I know. All right, so let's move on and talk about this good riddance list that we have con- uh, created. Um, where does where does that dis? What do you mean, good riddance? Well, Joyce, you know everybody's to? married. 
Sure. Everybody's marriage ended for a reason. And it, it's always a good idea to make a good riddance list. And I got this strategy from one of my mentors. So it seems like when a, lot, a lot of times when people get divorced, then there's all this remorse and depression and all the, the aftermath. Uh-huh. If you actually sit down and make a good riddance list, relive all the moments that kind of led up to D-Day, you know what I mean? Yeah. Write down the humiliating events, all those annoying, annoying habits, all the embarrassing moments, all the irresolvable issues, everything that you didn't want to do that you had to do, all the places you went that you didn't want to go. Start getting rid of all of that. This is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Most women, their happiness goes up after a divorce. Write down all those reasons that you and your ex-husband weren't compatible. Mm-hmm. Every time you went to bed crying, all those moments that lowered your self-esteem. Think yeah. of all the friendships you lost, the opportunities you lost. How did, did your marriage change the relationship with your family, your parents, your siblings? When you actually sit down and make these, this good riddance list, you will have that aha moment that your divorce was a good thing. And this will be, this will give you so much more self-esteem where now you will have a lot more confidence in going in to tackle your finances because you realize everything that you got rid of. It is a good riddance list. It is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, you're going through the phases of transition. You definitely have to grieve for what's what's lost. It's more of not the person you're grieving for, actually. You're grieving for the dream. You know, we dream of getting married and having this wonderful relationship. But Oh, that's so true. It's not always what happens in, in relationships. One, because we attract that person that is going to not treat us well because of our own self-esteem or... We just happen to make a mistake. We just get a a bad partner. And so you are so right that making that list can clarify some of the ways that we lost our identity over the years, how we got there, what were, what were we when we started out, and who are we now, and what do we want to be? Because we may have lost it's- ground in the marriage. <laughs> You know, depending. Oh, absolutely, on, and it's just—it's—it you know. it really is good. It's very therapeutic, and it's so healing when you do that. And then mm-hmm. keep that list. So, mm-hmm. in the future, when when you start missing them or missing the dream, or however you're feeling, you have those low moments. Get out that good riddance list, and they're like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> that's why that—that's why that ended." And and get yourself back in a in a good place because you've now taken control back and like you said you're also getting your identity back this is a good thing yeah it is we as women and mothers are we see our our parents our mother modeling the give 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 and somehow we've gotten it a little out of balance so that now we have to realize we we must also receive and um that's many times a transition uh, factor that comes about when we divorce because we all of a sudden start thinking more of us 
unless we're left with really small children, and then that can't happen quite as quickly. But as we, as those children grow and, and you grow in your own identity, listeners, then you will have that time to call your own, and that's important to do. Now, it's very you important. Have, you have some wonderful suggestions in helping somebody recover from what you call the financial to suit to 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 say it. I can't say tsunami. It. It's a tsunami. It's the financial savant mess. Divorce is divorce is going to bring with it a, a financial tsunami. You betcha. Oh, it is, and I don't think we are we are really equipped to think about it that way. We think somehow it's going to be a fair game. It is not going to be a fair game. So no, no. How do we recover? How do we recover, Lisa? Well, you see what happens when you tied the knot, okay? Now you felt like you had a lot more financial security and uh-huh. what have you. On the back end, when we're going to untangle the knot, now it's best to prepare, if, mm-hmm. if you can, for the financial tsunami and in the recovery, I think a lot of times there's a few things that are underestimated. People don't quite under understand that their income is going to decrease. You're probably not going to get as much child support and alimony as you anticipated. Your assets are going to be slashed. You may lose them all. You might keep mm-hmm. a few. You're going to have to find a new place to live. I think this is probably the one that hits people the hardest. And yes. you're going to have to downsize in a big way. And that may mean vehicles. That may mean you have to declutter and sell a lot of things. People just really don't, I think, understand or underestimate just, that's why I call it a financial tsunami, how hard this is going to hit you. Yes. Now they're going to have to learn the financial skills, budgeting, saving, investing, um, educating themselves, beneficiary planning. Taxes, taxes, taxes. That's such a big one. Estate planning, insurance, and all these changes in lifestyle, I think that's probably where it hits the hardest in the preparation and the recovery. That means maybe you're not going out to eat. You're not getting your nails done. Think of all the luxuries or maybe what you think is a small thing, but now when things get tight, you realize it's really not a small thing. It's something that you have to cut. So I think just... It just in the underestimating or really not sitting down and, and kind of assessing like, okay, my life is about to change in a big way, then that's when I think people get engulfed in that financial tsunami because they really, it was really a lack of planning. They didn't yeah. underestimate it. But I think it's also part of that dream where you think, you know, you're still going to get a lot out of a divorce. And a lot of times that's not what happens. So I, I have always found that that is what hits the most is the reality of how of, of of the impact of that financial tsunami. Yes, yes. There's one you didn't mention that I do want them to be aware of and that needs to be on there. And we talk about preparing as you go out and get this information before the divorce. So you're a little more prepared for like things like insurance and stuff like that that you're going to now be paying that you weren't paying before these are the the subtleties we just have depending on how long we've been married we really have no idea about all of the financial drains that will be on us so you are so right Leisha they've got to create that um 
awareness so that they're fully aware when they go into that divorce of the impact it's going to put on them. But it's Well, that's true. Those yeah. divorce gotchas will get you. And I think most people don't even really are, are aware of the total size of their marital debt. If you oh, add up the mortgage, all the credit cards, the vehicles, the student loans, if you mm-hmm. took a loan from your 401k, so it's not even, if you have the preparation, but then when you're actually preparing for the divorce, a lot of people, they don't anticipate returning to the workforce, and now they have to go get a job. Yes. You think that, you know, the, the cost of have the health care insurance and, and even the cost of getting a divorce, holy cannoli, people don't understand, like, divorce is not cheap. There's attorneys involved. This is, it's time-consuming. It's expensive. But uh-huh. when I say a financial tsunami, I can't emphasize that enough. Those are all the divorce gotchas because when you right. go into it, you really don't know what to expect. But you have to know, anybody who's going through a divorce right now, you need to get a handle on how much debt you actually have. Um, if you can. I mean, what if you're married to a control freak? You know, no numbers. That, you know that's nothing. true. That, that, that is so true. And maybe there's debt that you are unaware of, and your attorney mm-hmm. needs to ask all those questions. If there's debt that you are unaware of, believe me, it's all going to come out in the divorce, as, as you and I very well know. Yeah. So she should, in trying to get all that information that she has no control over and never has had, um, all of that is provided by her attorney, right? By you better believe it. You better believe it. All of that has to, all of that has to be disclosed and come forward. Absolutely. On both parties. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But although we may have scared you to death, <laughs> right now, because when you do look at the the um, the added responsibility that you would have, particularly if you have two or three, you know, children, small children, it's one thing you you can't put a price on, and that is your worth. You are <laughs> you are the most valuable thing in the world to yourself and to others. Yes. And so, how yes. could you put a price on that? It far exceeds uh, a woman that's depressed, that's downtrodden, that's overwhelmed with life, moving into one that's positive, that's happy, that can move forward. Even though there are challenges, there will be. But there's so much waiting for you that we don't want you to scare off if it's really a step that needs to, to happen in your relationship. Agree, Alicia? Well, absolutely. It's going to happen. Divorce is going to happen. It's just a matter of how and and when, when things start getting shaken, you realize that it's going to go that way. Uh You should start, you should start preparing and planning. And I know I get a lot of, of pushback for that, that then you're almost actually pushing it along or you're almost calling it in or you're fulfilling that expectancy but I would rather be prepared than not prepared. Yeah. I um, I particularly like the statement that I hear a lot of times from people that the woman 
was totally surprised by the divorce or by yes. We're not really going with the sexes here because divorce happens on both sides. And so, and it takes two to have a divorce. So, you know, the, the statement that she was totally surprised to me is so incorrect because someone knows when their marriage is in trouble. They know that this sadness that they've been living in, this depression that they've been living in, this lonely life they've been living in, is not a happy marriage because it's not but what you signed up for. Don't yeah. you think, well, that's true, but don't you think sometimes the abnormal becomes the normal and then that's just how your life goes? And then you're like, oh my gosh, I was so surprised. Yeah, because the abnormal became the normal and then... When you realize, wow, I didn't have to be that sad or, or put up with all that. Uh, I guess so, but I also believe in the, in a person's ability to self-read. And I know that I was very unhappy for many, many, many years. And I lived in this fantasy world thinking, oh, it'll get better next year. It'll get better next year. And for many years, I lived that way, realizing something was wrong. This is not Uh, right. And so that was my experience. I would certainly never tell anybody what their experience is. But I do think that they need to be a little more intuitive and if they're living in sadness, why are they living in sadness? I That's agree. not how they came here. <laughs> so what's wrong? And That's I'm, true. We didn't start out this way. No, we didn't. We came in all kicking and screaming and loving who we were. And, uh, you know, we just uh, we kind of lowered our standards because we wanted to fit in, you know, as babies. And so... Anyway, that gets all into in raising and, and what we had to do to conform to our birth families or to our families of origin. So anyway. And then I think the, the other thing is people just go along to get along. And yes, then you yes, get yes, to a yes. point where you don't want to get along anymore. Like we're just or you can't you realize you can't get along or <laughs> one of the parties decides they don't want to try to make it work anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's but true. I agree with you. There's got to be planning and preparation. There's got to be intuition. There still has mm-hmm. to be self-awareness even throughout those difficult times so that you don't get blindsided. Yes. I think a lot of us will move into that period that you call just existing because we're the fear uh... of moving out of such a relationship. You know, there's a lot of fear. But then you have to ask yourself, is that really living? Is it? I'm not sure. Wasn't for me. That's true. <laughs> so. Either they, either it's the fear, or or what I see a lot, people just don't want to start over. So they would yes. rather just stay in a convenient situation because they don't want to start over. Right. And that is certainly their choice. Well, I would never take that away from anybody. Um, so anyway, it's all very personal. What do you want to put up with for the rest of your life? Now, we are going to go for a short break, and when we come back, Leisha and I are going to be talking about more about financial surprises, and there are a few coming our way. So, stay tuned. 
transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford, returns after this short break. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. We are talking with Leisha West today, and she is an American, uh, America's Retirement Authority. She's given us already some great ideas about our finances, and she has written and is graciously sharing this book, Retirement Safe House, with us for free. So go to her website and get your copy and it's tell it again Leisha where they get Leisha at westfinancialgroup.com yes so that's where you can get your copy and it's for free so there is no reason that you can't go get this do you still have Leisha on your website the 10 numbers that will change your life yes I do I sure do that's an awesome piece to also get while you're there so you can get a little more clarity about the retirement game and realizing it's coming, you're going to retire. Um, and so how do we prepare for that? That's looking forward. We talk, You said we were going to talk about, or I said, we were going to talk about some fi- fi- financial surprises. And, of course, the one that starts off the list that I think is a big, big, big one um, is debt. And I believe everybody, uh, I believe a large majority of people are work are living on debt now. Um, and I just did a vision board workshop and uh, there were eight, three of the people in there were working on how do I get rid of my debt? And so, um, it's not, it's very common that people are facing this and, these were the people that were brave enough to say that, <laughs> you know, some of us aren't even brave enough to say it. So they should give us some insight about how we approach debt or why we should approach debt. Well, sure. The first thing is when you're going through the divorce, you want to make sure that you have a real handle on the debt. 
because in most divorce decrees, they say we're going to split the debt 50 50. Mm-hmm. Well, there could be unknown debt that your partner has that now you're going to be responsible for half of that. And just understand that the divorce decree is between you and your ex. That's not between you and the credit companies or any of the creditors. Oh, that's just because the ex doesn't pay their portion of that joint debt, they're coming after you. That divorce decree has nothing to do with creditors, and I, I, people just don't understand that. So mm-hmm. when you throw up the divorce decree, you're like, no, this is my half, this is their half, they don't care. That doesn't have anything to do with them. That is a separate legal arrangement and, and, and legal agreement, and people don't understand that. And so if you, I would fight tooth and nail to not get stuck with, with joint debt. Everybody's responsible for their own debt, and it needs to be specifically outlined. And one of the smart tactics that you can do is have all those joint debts replaced with individual accounts. And I also highly recommend everything gets shut down. That doesn't mean we're going to have an open credit card and then uh, I'm just going to come off as an an authorized signer. I'm just going to be removed. No, no. Right. Everything gets shut down. The credit cards get shut down, and there is and there is an absolute dollar amount. This is what the dollar amount is on this particular debt, and this card okay. has been shut down. There is no, you know, open credit lines, anything like that. And so, there's a lot of different different tactics and things that you can do, but but getting a real handle on what the debt is and how much it is, and then making sure you do not get stuck with someone else's debt that you didn't know about or even after the fact that they kept an open credit card and then ran it up and then now the credit company is coming after you. So that's really, really important that that people understand that. Okay, if a woman has never handled this before, um, where would be uh, a position or a person that could support her in helping her make some of these credit decisions? Would that well, be a obviously, credit company? Uh, um, you can, I know you can go to the credit company, but... I, I would ahead. try to Sorry. work with your, with your attorney and your retirement planner. Mm-hmm. And if you have never handled those credit cards before, then it more than likely may or may not be your debt, then that debt does not need to be stuck with you. I would, about, I would try. Well, what about going with, uh, it seems like your accountant would be better than your attorney. I'm sorry, I don't have so much confidence in some of these attorneys. Um, you know, there's well, all I, different I'm only Sure, I'm only referring to the attorney as, as protecting you as you go through your divorce and, yeah. and okay. fighting to, to, fighting to see that the debt gets assigned to the spouse and not you. And oh, that, okay. that, that divorce agreement is very clear and that it's also very clear that all the credit cards are going to be shut down. So I would, I would work with the attorney clearly get a handle on a, get a handle on the debt. As far yes. as the accountant, the accountant is just going to keep you clean with the IRS. 
But as far as right. giving financial advice and, and things like that, that's not really their wheelhouse. And I know a lot of people rely a little too much on their accountants, but all they're doing is just making sure that your your taxes are accurate and up to date. And then they yeah. represent you in a in an audit if that if that should happen to you, but that's not where to go for financial advice or legal advice or any kind of, of strategy like that. Yeah. Um have would you ever recommend or are you familiar with people that they go to these creditor companies? Are they to be trusted? Do you know? I think there's probably a lot of good ones out there. Uh-huh. I would rat if you're going to go to a, a, a credit company, I think there should be a clear strategy when you're going in and mm. a clear end result. Like this is, this is what you're trying to do and this is what you want the result to be. If you're trying to reorganize all your debt or something like that, that's right. probably not not a bad idea, but either way, that's going to be a huge hit on your credit score. You know, if you're going to have to go and reorganize, you might as well start looking at bankruptcy or something like that because, again, right. all of your money is just going to debt. And now you're also going to have to pay them a fee to yeah, go and negotiate true. your debt. So I think it's, it's, it's case by case. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But I do think there's probably some good – some good credit repair companies out there or anybody that's going to help you reconcile your debt. There's probably some, some good things out there. I just think there's a lot more strategies before you would go down that road because, again, if all you're doing is just paying debt all the time, then how are you ever going to save for retirement or build a future for yourself? Yeah. Well, in the initial plan, when you're trying to come out of debt – would you still be putting for uh, some for retirement? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. You should always, always, you yeah. should always be be considering your retirement. Yeah. And yeah. and and the only reason I would say that is that your debt is eventually going to be paid off. But when you get to retirement, you're not going to be earning any more income anymore. Because more than likely, you're not going to be working, and you have what you have. So either you've smartly invested it, or you have other strategies that you have hopefully employed to supplement your income, but your debt is eventually going to be paid off. I wouldn't get wrapped around the axle with debt by by any means, but retirement should always be the focus. Right. Okay. Okay. If you say so, Leisha. I believe you. Okay, now the credit score. What if we got really a bummer of a credit score, or how do we improve it? Well, you're going to have to go to a – I would highly recommend a credit repair company. There is no question. I personally endorse Fortress Credit Pro, and they're out of Las Vegas. Um, The owner is a friend of mine, and Hmm. they are – the only company that does a results-based credit repair. But as far as your credit score, that is so important, so very important. So getting back to when you're going through a divorce. Could we just have a definition for what credit score is? Sure, credit score. that's never dealt with this. Sure. Your credit score is a score that's given to you by
by the the credit bureaus, which there's three of them, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. And each of those companies assigns you a credit score based on your credit, and that's made up of several different factors. So that's your credit score. Mm-hmm. So, okay. And that is how you get credit. That That is the the makeup of your credit worthiness. So what happens is you have to monitor the accounts on your credit score, on your, on your credit reports, while you're going through a divorce. Because if there's a joint account, it's going to be on their credit, their credit report and your credit report as well. So when we decide we're going to shut the accounts down, and I would really, really draw a line in the sand on that one, any of those joint accounts, and even if it's just a credit card in one person's name, and the other person was an authorized signer, that's got to be shut down. And I know people hate that because they may have a huge credit line or they think they need that credit card open. I'm telling you, shut those credit cards down. And then you want to make sure on your credit report that it, it has been closed down. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, that's where it's going to show up at, and that's where it's going to hit your credit score. So you want to make sure that all those accounts are shut down. You could always get another credit card. Mm-hmm. Even if you do have less than perfect credit, you're always going to be able to get a credit card. So if people would just understand and keep that in mind, then all of those debts absolutely have to be shut down. So that way, the debts that rightfully belong to your ex goes mm-hmm. to them and then and then you have whatever you're responsible for. Yeah. So you're building a wall between his debt and your debt, right? Her debt. That's it. That's it. You there absolutely has to be there has to be a complete separation. <laughs> I mean, it's a divorce for a reason. That means you're divorcing their debt as well. So don't want to be stuck with the debt. Um, I hate to go on and on about that, but it is so incredibly important because this will drag on for years after the divorce, and then you'll have no way out uh-huh. because the divorce decree is already set. It wasn't done, and then they're not going to cooperate after a divorce. <laughs> oh, sure, I'll, right. I'll take care of that debt. I mean, you and I both know that is fantasy land. It doesn't work that way. Yes. Yes. So, but both could have debt. Um, I know a lot of women that have their secret credit cards and, um, because they do live with somebody that's tight on the figures or she wants her own freedom. So she does know that one's hers for sure. And somehow his is always ours. (laughs) How does that work? (laughs) Isn't that, isn't that true? (laughs) And you know what? That's, um, that's certainly up to if you have your own secret credit card. That's up to you mm-hmm. if you want to disclose that in the divorce or not. That's you know that's up to you. I I can't advise on that, but that would be shut. That would be shut if you're you know if you would make those demands on them, they would also be entitled to make those demands if they knew about it. If you have a credit card that is solely in your name that you're using that they don't know about, but the divorce decree says 50-50, 
if you just stay quiet about that, you know, I, I suppose you could get away with it. Like I said, I, I can't advise on that, but it would be up to that individual if that's something that they would want to disclose. Is it better for a woman who's never gotten an individual credit card to do that before they divorce so that she can she will establish? It all depends on if the credit rating's good. We understand that. If the marriage credit uh credit score is good, but let's assume it is good. Isn't it better for this woman to apply for a credit card before getting a divorce? That is, that would be, that would really be a good strategy to use just because the household income would be higher and the credit score would be higher to put that solely in that individual's name. But I would be cautious about disclosing that. Because yeah. again, that could be brought up in the well. She doesn't the have divorce, to charge the, on the divorce it, settlement. I mean, she just get it as her tool. That's what I'm saying. Sure, it but that would be, be a good time. Set. Yes, <laughs> that would and be that, a good time to get to get that. Yeah, right. So, but then I mean, you would have to you would have to exercise some discretion as far as the disclosure. Oh, okay. I see. All right. Yeah. Okay. But if it's got a, 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 a no balance on it, then even if she claimed it, it wouldn't be a deal, would it? You know? Well, it would be turnabout as fair play because you would want them to close out all their cards. Then they would insist you close out their cards. But then again, that's if they knew about it. But more than likely, you're going to have to, you will have to turn in your, your credit report. Yeah, and that right. that's the other thing is, even up until the day before the divorce, you definitely want you definitely want your ex's credit report. You don't want yeah. any surprises. But I will say, it does take thirty days for things to show up. So you could slide in under the radar. Yeah, if that was right. one of the things that that you wanted to do, it's it's very very tricky. Mm-hmm. But right, but that is the, is the a- one thing that needs to be handled correctly and as as carefully as possible because that will cause problems for years to come if it's not dealt with like it should be on the front end yeah this is something that happened in my divorce that I actually my attorney did it and I was so surprised I would have never thought of doing this and so anyway he even divided my husband's travel miles and gave me half, you know, with different airlines. And it was kind of interesting. I never thought of that being um, a, a, a value that they would go to that detail. But my husband traveled a lot. And so there are a lot of people that their husband travels a lot. That is a benefit that a woman could have, can have, um, when they're dividing their resources. Oh, so you could, bet. All the points? <laughs> you better believe points. it. Yeah. Airline airline points, speedway yeah. points. This is a divorce. This is serious business now. I know, but I was so surprised. I never would have thought about that. You know, it was, my divorce was 20 years ago, so it was... I think kind of new, <laughs> I guess, with the point system. But um, anyway, I do remember that. So it was kind of, I laughed about it 
I can't, but I appreciated it. I wanted those miles. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's certainly a good leverage point. If somebody wants to keep their, keep their mileage, then you're going to keep the mileage. But now you can take on a little bit more of the debt and now you can unload some of your debt and use that as a negotiate, as a negotiating point. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, I guess, listeners, what you could take away from this is that there's more that needs to be done prior to the divorce than after the divorce. It's when you're planting, you're designing, you're creating your your plan to go forward with the divorce that you need to speak to your attorney about the things that we have listed today. Because surely if he's worth his salt, he or she they will have already addressed these. But in case they don't, you need to be there to prod them on because these are things you are entitled to. So no longer are you the woman that sits back or man that sits back and listens to somebody or follows somebody. You have the ability now to design your future going forward. And as much as you can gather in, the information you gather in is to your benefit. And you're going to come out better on the other end, on the other side of divorce. Alicia, can you think of a story or something that you'd like to share with my audience about someone? Well, sure. Well, sure but but um, I guess one more thing I'd like to add is that okay. even, bef- even before things get sticky, you should yeah. always have a handle on the debt at yeah. all times. Not not even during that time, but all the time. You should always know where you're at on the money. And there should not be any any secrets on their part. There should not be you should always know where you're at on the debt, on the balance, what are the interest rates, the whole shooting match. You have to have a handle on that at all times. Well, I agree, but I was wondering. And I would also, I would also get in the habit of, of pulling your credit report or signing up for a credit. Mo- I like that. Yes, sign up for a credit monitoring service. You know, there's so many out there, but sign up for that so that you always know where you're at on your credit score and where you're at on your credit report. So if anything wonky shows up, then you can start investigating that right away. <laughs> wonky is that is that a a michigan statement or a texas statement wonky i think that's a texas that's a texas one right there that's a texas one <laughs> let me tell you what alicia and i are both from texas she's about her parents live about 40 miles from me 35 in a little town named longview and i live in tyler so when she comes home around Christmas time, we always get to share a meal together and catch up. And and so it's, it's always fun to see her because she's got such great stories and, and interesting. She's always got something interesting going on. I want you to share the story that you shared with me while we were having dinner. I am so proud of you about this. What are you going to be doing this year? Oh, I'm getting a master's from Notre Dame. I think that is awesome. I just really well, thank you. And that's thank the Alicia. That's the Alicia I know. She's always growing, always growing, always growing, always stepping up. I love that. 
Yeah. Well, thank so, you. And why did you decide you wanted to get this? You have accomplished so much. Is it another step of growth? or? I think it's so. I, I think so. I've been planning to get an MBA for a while, and I finished... Um, I have a master's degree in financial services that I finished in 2012, and yeah. uh, I was planning to get an MBA, and I was just ready for it. Everything oh. was aligned, and and uh, as one of my mentors say, school is never out for the pro, and <laughs> I was just ready to to get back into it, and and uh, and and finally knock that out. Yeah, I I. Do you find you are a stronger student now than you were in your earlier days? I find oh, yes. to be. Oh yes, because because I'm more I'm more focused. Mm. I I am a lot more focused. And you know what, Joyce? I really value what the professors have to say and their teachings and I mm. really value the insight from all of my peers and all of my colleagues. So I really really get a lot out of going to school and learning. And I just become a, a better person for personal development. You know, it just expands. It, it just expands your mind so much, and then you just see things so much differently from, you know, a hundred different ways. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so. Now, listeners, I really want you to take this to heart. This lady has accomplished so much, and yet she's still eager to grow more, to step up, to go, to grow. And I just think that is a wonderful um, model for everybody that's out there. There's no end to learning because all learning does is add to you. And it enables you to take a bigger job, to take a, a new view of life, to open up, to grow. It's wonderful. And I congratulate you for making that decision. I think that's Well, awesome. thank you, Joyce. Yes. So, do they still give out grades? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, you betcha. <laughs> so, um, so, do you have a story in your little bag there you'd like to share with us? You know, I would use my divorce. And I tell you what, Joyce, I got stuck with every penny of debt. I got the house, which I had already bought with my VA loan, mm -hmm. but my ex had a lot of credit cards, he had yeah. loans, he had a lot of debt, he had an yeah. outstanding balance with an, with an attorney because he had gotten in trouble, and there yeah. was a ton of debt. And I'll tell you, he got fired from his job towards the end, and his attorney was actually pretty slick. And he convinced the judge that she could not assign him any debt when he wasn't even working and he didn't have a job. And oh because God. I was a high, in I swear, because I was a high income earner, I yeah. got every bit of the debt and the lion's share of it was not mine. Yeah, and boy, did I get, boy, yeah. did I get put in a bind. And I thought, all right, never, <laughs> ever again. And so I was able to, to save my credit score uh, over time, yes. but that, that put me in a bind for a, a really long time. And, um, you know, I, I came out of it, but uh, that was just lesson learned because, 
you know, because of my own divorce. Share. Because I and, I, and I'll say, tell you I'm this. trying to float, cut you off here because we have just talked our way through this hour. It's just been there's so much good information. Your story really wraps it all up. Why it's important to look at your debts, to look to plan, even with your financial uh, comfort zone, it was still a strain for your divorce because you got stuck with so much of the expenses, right? And it, uh, well, that's true, and that that was over ten years ago. But that was a yeah. huge lesson learned that I never forgot. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for bringing your your wisdom to this audience. I mean, I I learn something every time I speak with you, and I'm just thrilled that I can call you one of my friends. But I do encourage those people out there to go to your book, Retirement Safe House. At your west www.westfinancialgroup.com, get your free, free copy and start planning today. So thank you, Lisa. Lisha, thank you people for being out there today. And we look forward to next week and all of its success and excitement. Have a great week. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at